Hello and welcome to Couple of Idgets, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. A little bit of a slow start there. I had to run and shut the uh, washing machine off. We forgot to turn that off. Yeah, it is kind of loud. Uh, yeah, I don't know if our mics would have picked up on it, but I'd have worried about it through the whole thing. <laughs> if it was being ruined. So, yeah, I quick ran and grabbed those. Um, so we just watched uh, episode Night Shifter. It starts with a big recap um, of shapeshifting before. So what episode was that that we saw this, the shapeshifters before? Episode six of season one called Skin. Skin, yeah. What happened in that again? Can you refresh my memory? That's where um, the shapeshifter was, looked like Dean. Um, and so now Dean is wanted by the FBI for all those tortures and murders, even though when they killed the shifter, it still looked like Dean. So Dean was technically legally dead, but now since he was in the episode with Linda Blair, they know that he's not dead. <laughs> so right. they think he faked his death when really it was just the shifter that. All right. So, yeah, I just wanted to recap for myself and for everyone else, since this episode has a lot to do with it. I mean, by the recap, that's mainly what they discussed in the recap was all the shape-shifting stuff. Right? Yes, yes. And I was just thinking of the scene when they actually show the shifter shapes. Shape, oh, jeepers. Shifter change shapes, and it's not pretty. <laughs> when the shape-shifter shifts shapes? Yes. That's what I was trying to say, but I couldn't get it out. So, uh, episode starts off in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And there's a uh, girl asking Dean what it's like to be in the FBI. It looks like he's chatting up someone. (laughs) Well, yes, it does. But first it starts out with like this, like it's a live news story, breaking news. Um, The reporter's outside of a bank, and I think there's some sort of robbery going on. And then the door opens and because they're going to release a hostage. And who's holding the gun on the hostage? None other than Dean Winchester. So, yeah, that's not cool. Then it uh, cuts to commercial or their new Supernatural logo with the fire. Then it goes, tw- it says a day earlier, this is what's happening now, with Dean hitting on the woman in the jewelry store. All right. Yeah, I missed a bit of backstory there. Um and then there, Sam is talking to a guy about being robbed. It looks like they're in a jewelry store. And Sam and Dean were together here in this jewelry store, right? Yes, they were. Okay. Um, they were shot separately. They didn't never like showed them together, so it was a little confusing whether they were at the same place or not. Yeah, it looked like the it looked like Dean Dean was talking to one of the uh, just one of the sales clerks, where Sam was talking to the owner or manager of the store. Yeah. Um, so the girl uh, hits on Dean, and uh, he asks for her number. And uh, we don't get much info. The cops took all the security tapes. Um, but it smells like a case because the guy that uh, robbed the bank killed himself, and then this guy that robbed this place, he killed himself as well, right? Well, I think this was the first robbery, and it was a woman, yeah, she killed herself, and then, yes, there was a bank robbery, and then that person allegedly killed themselves, too. And so Sam or Dean's like, Sam or Dean, Sam and Dean don't think that makes much sense because who would rob something and then kill themselves and just leave the goods in the wind? 
So they think something is afoot. Uh, so the boys go and meet Mr. Resnick. How do how's he tied in with all this initially? He was a security guard of the bank that got beaten by the shifter um, and had talked to the police, even though they wouldn't listen to him and what he thought was going on. Right. So Sam Dean say, hey, lay it on us. We'll believe you. Yeah, so they go and visit this guy, and uh, he's first, like, didn't really want to let him in, but he's like, yeah, don't worry, you know, whatever you got to say, I'll, we'll listen mm -hmm. to it. So Sam and Dean come in his house. He tells him the story. And then uh, Sam's like, okay, I'm going to tell you what's actually going on. Well, first and then he like totally tells him that it's just all a fake. You missed the funnest part of all of this. Okay. The guy, he thinks that uh, he shows him the tapes. Yeah. The police took the security tapes, but since he was the security guard there, he had backup tapes. So he showed him the tapes. And so he doesn't think that it was a human that robbed him. And he also thinks it was the same person that robbed the jewelry store. Because on the videotape, you could see the laser eyes, as he called them, which is the mark that Sam and Dean are looking for a shifter. And this episode was really heavy on an episode of the X-Files with the Mandroid. Do you remember that episode of the X-Files? Yeah. Um, because this guy thought it was some sort of Mandroid that was shifting shapes and looking and like people. he kept using that word over and over. Right, he did. Um, and he hold, holds up this magazine that had a Cyberman from Doctor Who on it. That's why he thought maybe it's some sort of, not really a person, but s like sort of a cyborg or something like that. Yeah, like T2, they say. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when Sam says, I've got to tell you the truth. And we think, oh, Sam's going to tell the truth. No, he says, it's a person. Nothing supernatural or unusual about this. Sorry to burst your bubble. Yep. It shows them going back to their... Uh hotel room or wherever they're staying apartment and uh sam has his uh copy of the security tapes and uh dean kind of lays into him like dude you're kind of scary as a fed like you knew all the right language to grab that guy's tapes <laughs> and uh he sits down and starts looking at the tapes again and they see the laser eyes they look at it again for themselves so they know that it's a shapeshifter right no question about it while uh, Sam is screwing around at the VCR, Dean is at the table and he's plotting like where all of them, what all has been hit so far. And it's all on a sewer line and there's another bank on the sewer line. Yeah, so they figure that must be their next target. And then obviously their thought is that um, the people, the shifter is killing the people before he, it commits the job. And it's that they're not finding the the bodies of these people till after the crime took place, which is why the police thought they were, being, they were robbing people and killing themselves, but actually it was a shifter killing them and then taking their, uh, their form, their likeness. Yep. The boys uh, pose as security guards, and they uh, get a job looking at security cameras <laughs> at that bank. I don't know how they just landed right in the position that they needed. Well, no. they got in there no they're posing as security people from i think they're posing as employees of the security company the camera that run the cameras or that you know okay they weren't because the the bank itself had a security guard on duty yeah so yeah i think they're posing as employees of the security company or um the alarm company that owns the that all right 
doesn't take too long though and the boys see the eyeballs again that give it all away whenever a shapeshifter's on video he's, the eyeballs reflect so they see that the bank manager uh, is the shapeshifter and they like oh well let's go grab him just as they go to grab him our old friend ronald resnick he uh comes into the bank heavily armed chains up the door and starts robbing the bank <laughs> he doesn't start robbing the bank but well that's what it looks like it, yeah that does what it looks that is what it looked like but he even said this is not a robbery i just need you people you know because he thought that sam and dean didn't believe him so it was up to him to find the shifter or what he called a mandroid and um, solve the case because he didn't think anyone else would sam and dean go out to the lobby and ronald's pretty uh pretty surprised to see them there and not very <laughs> pleased either uh tells sam and dean to get on their knees and give up their weapons ronald at this point is just freaking out dean talks to ronald and tells him that the manager has the laser eyes and uh, that there really is something happening here that he's not crazy yeah he kind of gets ronald to trust him um but because the time that they talked before sam lied to him and said oh this is nothing unusual he wasn't a fan of sam's so um dean knew he could probably get him to trust him so then ronald gets uh or sends everyone else to the vault including sam so that he and dean can kind of look for the shape shifter we see that outside it's already night uh the famous uh, supernatural it turns from day to night really quick because <laughs> just like 15 minutes ago it was broad daylight outside when ronald was locking up the front and now outside it's pitch black um actually no it was daylight when sam and dean got there but we don't know how many hours they were sitting there viewing the security oh footage. is that when we saw outside right. right and so then by the time Ronald got there. It was. It looked like it might have been close to closing time. I'm assuming this was in the following winter because the bank usually isn't open after dark. I used to work in a bank, and yeah. So there's a uh, chick in the safe that really likes Dean and keeps chatting Sam, uh, chatting with Sam about how awesome Dean is. She's all gaga over him. It's gross. <laughs> Ronald and Dean, though, while they're out wandering around with their guns looking for the shifter, they find a shed skin. So at this point, Dean explains to Ron that it's not a mandroid, it's actually a shapeshifter, and just gives the whole rundown um, that it looks like you and me and is practically human, but it can sh shed its skin, change its height, do anything that it wants, really, to look like someone else. And then Dean finds a silver letter opener and explains to him, like, yo, I need this to stab him. It's like werewolves. Because earlier when Sam and Dean went out to the lobby and got on their knees, like Ron threw his knife down a well, it sounded like. He dropped it into something, and it just sounded like it was clanging further and further away. Um, Ron had one of the other hostages check Sam and Dean for weapons, and that's when he found the knife. And Where did he, they put that, they took the knife then and dropped it somewhere. I know, and I'm trying to think of what in a bank would have that. The only thing I can think of, and I don't know if they used to do it back then, but when I was working at NASCO, we would go into the bank, and right in the front door they'd have to, like a lion's box, to drop your old, old glasses in to donate to charity. And I'm thinking, it kind of looked like that type of box where it had a slit in it where, yeah, it fell down into. 
I'm thinking it was just, it's on that little table where you fill out your paperwork. I'm thinking just, that there's just a slot there that goes down to an incinerator. Probably. It's like, you probably where you, like, if you write you out a deposit. confidential paperwork to get it destroyed. Right. I'm sure that's what it was, but yeah. <laughs> but it was just funny because he drops a knife and it's just clang, clang, <laughs> clang, clang. Yeah. Dean you wasn't. You just hear it getting further and further <laughs> away. It's like, man, how deep is that shaft? Go straight to the center of the earth. Um, then we see, we get another glimpse outside. It's blacker than ever, and there is a lot of cops. The place is filling up with cops on the streets outside. Uh, another dude comes into, like, the police command center and says, cut the power. And Dean takes a peek outside. They cut the power. Take, Dean takes a peek outside. He gets a glimpse at all the cops. He says, this isn't looking good. Uh, back in the safe, that girl keeps going on and on to Sam about how great Dean is. <laughs> yeah, Sam's had enough by now. He's just like, oh, for the love of God. Well, while she's going on about it, Dean brings more people back to the safe. They're, uh, Dean and Ron are out rounding up stragglers in the bank, so they keep bringing them back. <laughs> so Dean's got a gun now, and everyone looks really confused. Um... Dean gets, uh, pulls out Sam after they drop off more hostages into the safe then they grab Sam and pull him out of the safe and they explain everything to Sam. Sam is not impressed with their plan whatsoever. He really wishes that there was something more concrete happening. But Dean's like, well, this is the best we got. Plan crazy. Yeah, um, about this time, um, Dean and, I think Dean and Ron are still looking for the sh... Dean and Ron go out and to round up more people to put. In oh, no, at this point, um, Dean's looking for the shifter because he knows that it's not the bank manager anymore. Um, but then has Sam stay with Ron to keep an eye on him so he doesn't f anything up. Um, and then that's when Dean finds an, a, another body, and so he knows then who the shifter look what the shifter looks like now. All right. Well, before that happens, Sam opens up the vault door to kind of give him some fresh air, look inside and keep an eye on Ron outside. The phone rings. Ron, stupid-ass Ron, picks up the phone and starts gabbing with them. Yeah, like, no, I'm not robbing the place. No. What? There's nothing wrong here. <laughs> like, he just kind of plays dumb and <laughs> really confused. Yeah, so Sam grabs the phone and hangs up and says, tell them nothing. The, the less they know, the better. Inside of the uh, safe, we see that the old security guard is having a heart attack. So Sam picks up the phone, or somehow he's instantly on the phone with the cops and asks for a paramedic. I don't know how he got that phone call immediately. but Well, I'm sure that in those situations, they set up the phone where I think if you pick it up, it immediately goes to the negotiation line. Well, maybe. So, yeah, they uh, says, you know, someone's having heart problems. We need to send a paramedic in here. All right, now back to where you left off. Then Dean finds a dead guy in the ceiling, and we know that that dead guy's in the vault. Right. Because we've seen Sam peeking into the vault this whole time and looking right at him. Mm -hmm. uh, Dean goes to Sam to tell him uh, that, hey, it's just that dude right there. Uh, like, hey, buddy, why don't you come out here and uh, have a little chat with me? And Dean gets beat up really quick. <laughs> And then, at this point, Ron is still wandering around looking like a dumbass, and a sniper shoots him through the window. 
Yeah, because uh, Ron wasn't too bright, and he goes running after the shifter holding the gun up. So naturally, from the outside, I'm sure the police looked like this crazy man was going to shoot a, shoot a hostage. So, yep, the sniper gets him. Uh, Dean then sees uh, Ron laying there, but Ron had a gun, so Dean can't help himself but collect more guns. Reaches <laughs> over, grabs it. Uh, Dean then lets the heart attack guy out of the front door, sees that there's even more cops. And police cameras everywhere. I mean, they're starting to set up tents and uh, attractions out there. There's like <laughs> so many people. There's like bathrooms, a food, there's a couple of food trucks pulled out. Hey, Wisconsin knows how to do it right. The crime of the century over there. <laughs> Nobody's, nobody in town's going to miss it. Uh, Sam then, uh, at this point, he's out wandering around trying to round up people that were missing, I guess. And he finds another skin and calls Dean to tell him. So their cell phones are working inside the building. That's nice. Yeah, so now they're like, oh, crap. Now we have no idea who this shape shifter is again. Yeah. Back at uh, Police HQ, we see that a new federal agent shows up, and he's taken over. And he's quite blunt about it and very rude to the guy that was currently in charge. It's like, you can go and get a biscuit and bang your wife. I don't care. Like, wait, what? Where's all this <laughs> anger coming from, dude? Like, settle down. Yeah, first I tell him that there's a monster in the bank. So at first we're thinking, oh, does he know about the shifters and all this stuff? No, the monster is Dean. Yep, the monster is Dean. Yeah. He says that they're very, Sam and Dean are very dangerous and can't be trusted. Well, in, back inside the bank, the phone rings again. Dean picks up the phone, and the new agent, the rude one with the potty mouth, <laughs> he knows everything about Sam and Dean and even, like, shit talks him about how they grew up with John as a father. Yeah, and he says, oh, I know about Sam, too. He's a, he's the Bonnie Tear Clyde, and Dean chuckles and says, yeah, you got that right. You know, because anytime he can, what's the word, emasculate Sam, he's going to go for it. Poor Sam. So Agent Pissy Pants there uh, told Sam and Dean, well, told Dean specifically, that they have one hour to come out with their hands up. As soon as he hangs up, though, he just wings around in his chair, and he's like, all right, those guys got five minutes to go in and start shooting. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Sam is checking doors. Uh, he finds another dead girl. Yeah, he sees blood by a door, opens the door, and a body of a teller falls out. So now they're assuming, oh, now we know who the shifter is again. So they go to the vault and get the, go to the vault. They try to kick her out, and she sees that they're acting cagey and are holding knives. And she's like, "Nah, I'm good. I think I'll just stay here." And they're like, "No, we insist." They drag drug her out of it, looking pretty scared. Show her the uh, dead girl, and they're like, "This is the last time. That's person you'll shift into." And then the girl faints. So obviously, the person that they had is not the shifter. There's just a dead girl and a fainted girl. And then the same girl. And so Dean was kind of like, oh, whatever. And he was going to stab her in the heart with his silver letter opener. And they're like, wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. By fainting, it's not going to save the shifter. And so they're like, okay. So maybe the one that looks like the dead girl might be the shifter. And right at that moment, the dead girl starts moving. Yeah, it is the shapeshifter. Ah. Uh, we see cops are breaking down the doors and coming in. Dean is walking around and ends up fighting the shapeshifter. Again. <laughs> Yet again. 
Sam fights the cops. We see him take out two police. Dean ends up, uh, gets the best of the shapeshifter, stabs it with the letter opener or whatever it was. Cops are still walking around all over the place, though. And we see a cop walk in and bust Dean. I don't know if he yells hands up or whatever, but it's definitely a flashlight on him. And we see Dean with his hands up. Right, right. Come back from commercial. It's obviously a commercial break. Come back from commercial. The cops are uh, digging around this bank and they cannot find Sam or Dean anywhere. They're like, we need more people. We're going to check the vents. We're going to check the plumbing. We're going to check the garbage. We're going to look down every toilet. We're going to look in every outhouse. Yeah, right. And uh, someone comes in and is like, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. In the meantime, they find the body of the shifter. And the one place goes, I just escorted her out. I don't see. So they think, oh, maybe this is twin sister. Then, yes, that's when the cop says, oh, no worries. No worries. The cop then shows uh, everyone that the two guys are tied up in the uh closet like with their hands and feet and tape over the mouth why didn't they untie those people before they start parading them around everyone too well they were still unconscious so i don't know jesus help them out they might be (laughs) drowning in their own vomit i don't think so so we know then that sam dean must have you know taken the uniforms and escaped that way yeah, the music that they played at the end was cool, but they could have had way cooler slipping away music, I thought. What'd they play? Renegade by Ren- Styx. Uh, whatever. Well, they needed a lot cooler <coughs> slipping away music. It wasn't for the slipping away music. It's because of the fact that now they're back on the FBI radar. Because Dean makes a comment, we are so screwed now. Yeah. Once the they get back into the car, <laughs> then they take off their face masks. And they showed, like, eyeballs and stuff throughout. I think at one point they were even, like, right behind the police sergeant or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. Because um, they show, I can't really tell by people's, just people's eyes. But <laughs> it looked like, though, they were kind of hinting at that, hey, they're hiding in plain sight. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, Dean says we are so screwed, and that's the end of the episode. So the shapeshifter is dead. A bunch of other people are dead. <laughs> And Sam and Dean have just left a trail of blood and clues behind them yet again. <laughs> so they drive away into the daylight with a flashy car. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if they're trying to keep a low profile, why do they go with that car? It was John's, and John gave it to Dean, and that's Dean's baby. That car has Instagram posts and facebook photos all over it yeah it's a famous car oh my god what was that i just unplugged my tamagotchi i didn't think it would start right away oh yeah he got a new tamagotchi oh it's pulsating in five minutes i'm gonna have a new baby we better uh, hurry up <laughs> i'm gonna have to change his little diaper. <laughs> so anyway um anything about this episode <coughs> excuse me i just had a frog in my throat we do see this wonderful, charming FBI agent in future episodes. Just thought you should know. Oh, Mr. Potty Mouth? Mr. Potty Mouth. Mr. Charm. Mr. Charm School, we'll call him. <laughs> agent Charm School. <laughs> agent Charm School. Okay, we got to remember that from now on. That's his new name. Um, I don't know. We talked about the whole shapeshifter thing before. Um, you know, it's physically impossible to add and remove mass. Yeah, that's just, it's not going to happen. The physics of it all don't make sense. Yeah. It's just like in the uh, the Alien movies. 
It's hard to believe that they go from the little chest burster into a full-grown alien within, like, six hours. If that, like, come on, dude. It's got to actually consume food and build cells and grow. That's true. Nothing grows. Nothing organic grows that quickly. The, the chemistry just doesn't happen that quick. Well, obviously for space aliens, it does. It's ridiculous. That's, that kind of crap takes me out of shows. and causes me, like, mm, that's not going to work. Just but like this. You can go from a, a skinny blonde, 160 pounds... Up to kind of a jacked dude that's probably 230. Like, okay, where's that 80 pounds coming from and going to? Oh, just so you know, a skinny blonde is not 160. A skinny blonde is probably 110. <laughs> I don't know. Way. What do I look like? The person at the carnival that guesses people's weights? <laughs> there, that's even worse then. 110. Is that what that chick weighed then at the end? That fake the... the the one that faked her death? Depends on how tall the actress was, but probably 110, 120, I would assume. Okay, something 120, there. and then that dude was <laughs> 220. Okay, 100 pounds. Where's it coming No, from? I'm saying he was like 180. Oh, my land. Well, he was okay. buff. Fine. One, <laughs> 110 and 180. Are these size, Are these weights we can agree on? Yes, they are. Okay. But you're right. Where does that, that weight difference come from, and how does the shifter do that, and all that fun stuff? That's why shapeshifters aren't real. That's why they're even, it's hard to even be fans of them. I don't know. Maybe there is a rage virus that'll cause your dead body to take off running. But shape-shifting? Nah. <laughs> Maybe there is a blob, a big gelatinous goo that just waddles around and swallows all organic life. I can get into that, but I don't know. There's just some of the, some of this stuff... This lore that I can uh, get excited about seeing a story about, and others that I really can't. And I think this is one I really can't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if it was just the face. So they always had to like find people wearing big, heavy coats. <laughs> that yeah, that would definitely be more uh, believable than yeah. completely changing height, size, you know, weight. Some sort of like super Jim Carrey type that can manipulate every muscle in your face to reconstruct it into any shape you know any to mimic someone else's look now that's a watchman character i want to watch Alrighty then i don't know i just think that'd be cool <laughs> I, i'm guessing in comics there probably is some dude that can do that right that can't be a new thought i believe you're right i don't know who it would be but it seems like that um is something that i've seen or read about like yeah, some superhero. Be some superhero that can like. Or maybe even a vi super villain that can do that. I don't know. Has the amazing control over each fiber of their muscle. I do know elongated man, the Flash, because. Okay, is it elongated man or the Flash? No, the, the show, the TV show, the Flash, the, the elongated man. He could make himself because his body was um, like rubbery. He could make himself look like anything and anyone. But he still had to maintain the same mass? Mm, no. Because, you know, the actor that played him was a tall, thin guy. Um, but he, at one point, one episode of the show, he um, disguised himself as Joe West, the police captain, who is a shorter, older guy, you know. So, 
maybe the same mass and then he was shorter but wider yeah, i don't I know say was this guy then fat that he had to turn into the shorter dude no not really you know you know joe west the actor that played him I on the flash joe west i can't think of the actor's name but he was on uh, law and order for a while he played a detective on law and order for a while uh, but anyway no he wasn't like a fat guy he was just like more muscular than the Ralph Dibney character, who was the okay, young but if he's short, yeah, It's just got to weigh the same. That's it. I would, yeah, probably. Not as tall and a little bit mus- more muscular. All right. So there you have it. Well, I'm glad we finally settled that. Watch The Flash. Anything else going on? No, not really. Nothing else going on. Just got to, when we're done here, get that laundry going again because it's so exciting to do laundry. Yeah. Well, we got a new dryer now. Are you enjoying that? You enjoying your new (laughs) toy? (laughs) Well, one thing I do have to say is I don't have to run stuff through three cycles to get it dry like we did that old dryer. Can you? Yeah, we're going to. It's going to be interesting to see what our electric bill is like now with this because our old dryer, we had to run it three times. It was like an auto sensing thing. And I don't know if the auto sensor was bad or whatever but honestly when that old dryer like failed i really didn't work all that hard (laughs) to try and fix it because it sucked so bad that's true i mean it it was dying i'm surprised honestly that it lasted as long as it did it was dying do you think sometimes it was just cold it never did heat or something no just the fact that it did take so long to dry um things that to me that's a dryer that's dying (laughs) you know yeah it was weird was it like that when we first got it? No, it wasn't. So lost drying power. I mean, you got to realize when we moved in here, that was 10 years ago. 10 and a half years ago now. The dryer was only two years old then. It's 12 I now. I never understood the brand of that dryer. It was Roper by Maytag. By Whirlpool. Roper by Whirlpool. Well, why don't they just call it a Whirlpool? Because manufacturers like that, like Whirlpool, have their washers, and then they have the Ropers, which are like, the cheaper, more basic version. They're the Menards brand. Right. They're like they're like the, ge- the generic version of that. So they're not as good as, yeah. don't have as many features as the, like, the Whirlpool washer. Shocking. Or, the people that built this house cheaped out on it. Yeah, really. I haven't seen that yet. Stem to stern in this joint. <laughs> How many cabinet fronts have fallen off now? Uh, Three, including the medicine chest. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. (laughs) All right. Uh, What's tomorrow's episode called? It is episode 13. It's called Houses of the Holy. Uh, Houses of the Holy? Yes, or House of the Holy. I can't remember. House of the Holy. Neat. So it's about a prostitution ring? Yeah. No, I believe, if I remember correctly, it's got to do with the church. I would assume so. Yes, absolutely. That was a terrible joke I told Yeah, you. it was. All righty. Well, tomorrow we'll see, uh, we'll see House of the Holy, and uh, we will be here to talk to you about it. Just a reminder, you can visit us on our website, coupleofidgets.com, for all of our past episodes and to catch up where to catch up with us. Find out where to catch up with us. Streaming on all those popular platforms, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, yada yada. And uh, come over to Facebook and visit our uh, Facebook group, Armchair Hunters. Other than that, that's it for me. That's it for me too. Have a good night.